Pete Norstead here and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Fantastic, thanks, Pete. And I'm really excited. It's a Wednesday night and for the first time since about 1994, I have some League Two action to watch on a Wednesday night. That's how exciting <laughs> my life is, mate. None of this Champions League nonsense. <laughs> no. Get me some League Two. Yeah, well, um, it's, we've only got one podcast this week, uh, and then, then obviously next week we've got two, and then it's a funny period. You know, we come into the Christmas period, and well, we'll have to work out how we're going to do that. But we we normally get round it, don't we? Oh, about sixteen games over about eleven days normally. It's a yeah. like nightmare to work out. But hey ho, that's what we get the uh, big books for, mate. Yeah, right. Brentford Watford then to start this well Friday night kickoff this one uh, Brentford's home record they've won two drawn one lost four coming off a two old draw uh, away at Leeds good result that really I thought I remembered uh, Watford away at promoter size the record's not bad really won five drawn three lost two come for three one defeat home to City Brentford lost three of the last four home matches when we look at promoter six matches twenty five home wins twelve draws uh, nine away wins. My rating suggesting some value, Brentford, and the stats when promoted sides face each other would, would back that up, but uh, it's a no. Yeah, I mean, over the last five and a bit seasons, newly promoted teams have gone 25, 12 and 9 at home against fellow newly promoted sides. So as you quite rightly say, Pete, the, the value, even on this minus quarter of a goal line, is probably just with the Bs. I'm actually attracted to the unders, though, Pete. Under two and a half goals in those 46 games has gone 29 and 17. Brentford have won only twice at home. Brentford have won twice. Sorry, Watford have won twice away. When they played last season, both games hit an under two and a half goals ticket, Pete. So with Brentford being pulled a little bit nearer that sort of bottom three, and Watford, probably happy with the point. I'm going to take this to be a cagey game and I'm going to take under two and a half goals. Man City, Wolves next. Um, recent head-to-head, City have won two and Wolves have won one. Um, Man City at home's top half sides, one six, drawn one, lost three. Three of the six victories were by three or more goals coming off a, a three. Wolves away at top six sides, one two, drawn two, lost six. Two of the six defeats were by three or more goals, coming for one nil defeat home to Liverpool. City, they've won their last five. And um, Wolves, they've only just lost one of their last six away matches. When we look at top six against top half, 273 matches, only 36 were won by three or more goals. 58 by two, 179. The away side would have, would have covered that line. I'm going to take the away side to cover the line again. I think Wolves plus two goals is a good bet. I thought you might take Wolves here, Pete, and they have a history of beating Man City and scoring goals against them. Each meeting of the teams has seen at least two goals. Each of the last three matches have seen this over three goals line land. The concerning thing for me, though, Pete, if I was looking at this, yes, Wolves don't concede many, but this current Wolves side, they don't score many either. So in a battle like this, if, if you're going to rely on Wolves containing City completely I'm not sure that's really the formula for success here so although I agree with you the value is with Wolves I just can't do it Pete City seem to be seem to be back to being one of that uh, team that you just don't want to bet against I think mate yeah 
Next up, we've got Arsenal against Southampton. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Arsenal 1-3. There's been two draws, Southampton 1-0. Uh, Arsenal against bottom six sides, 1-8, drawn one, lost one, with four of the eight coming by two or more goals. They're coming off a 2-1 uh, defeat away at Everton, and, and that was good for us. Was, you know We had a look at Everton there. Southampton away at top-half sides, 1-0, drawn one, lost nine. Terrible form, that is, really, with seven of the nine defeats coming by two or more goals. Come off a one-all draw at home to Brighton. Arsenal, they lost three of their last four. These have been against the better sides, though, Liverpool. Southampton, uh, they've lost three of their last four away. Top half against bottom six sides, 306 matches in the last five seasons, 112 the home side, one by two, 72 the home side, one by one, and 122 times the away side covered the handicap. I reckon there's some small value the away side, Southampton, but but I, you, you can't take it. I was surprised at how poor Southampton's form is against the top half sides. Well, they're not very good, Pete, and they've been on a sort of a gradual decline for many a season now. I mean, Arsenal continue, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, to tread water under Arteta. They beat the sides that they should beat, and they lose or on some occasions, get pumped by the teams that they should get beaten by. And with this line being at minus three quarters, this is the sort of danger area for me if you're looking to back Arsenal. Yes, you can probably trust them to win a game outright for your accumulator or a reduced sort of price with the bookmaker. But they've only scored 18 times this season in their opening 15 games. So if you're asking me to back a team that's only scoring just on average maybe one and a quarter goals a game to win by two clear goals to fully cover your bet, there's no way I can do it. I lean to the Saints, but as you quite rightly say, Pete, their stats are poor in this spot. And if you've seen them play in recent weeks, yes, you can make the case they've been resilient, but they don't really offer much going forward. Chelsea leads next. Um, recent head-to-heads, Chelsea uh, won last season. At home to mid-table sides, their record's not great, really. 1-3, drawn four, lost three. Cut off a 3-2 uh, defeat away at West Ham. Leads away at top six sides. I'm surprised at this. 1-4, drawn nought, lost one. I, I could not believe that. But don't forget, when I say top six sides, these are sides that were in the top six. when A, a, a two-old draw... Um, uh, at home to Brentford. Chelsea, they've drawn their last two home matches. Leeds lost just one of their last seven. Top six against mid-table, um, looking at the one, minus one and a half goal handicap over the last five seasons, 230 matches, 112 times the home side are covered, 118 the away side are covered. I'm going for Leeds here. I think there's some value there. I'm going to go with Leeds plus one and a half. I just think they may be a little bit better than their position says. I'm going to be the biggest bottler in the world, Pete. I'm not going to take leads, despite nearly everything that I can see and can read pointing me in that direction. On this plus one and a half goal line, since they came back into the top flight, leads have gone 18 and eight. So, you know, even the games they get beaten, they rarely get beat sort of heavily. They've gone 11, three and 12 overall. And I keep saying that this Chelsea side aren't as good as their record suggests. Now, if they are as good as their record suggests, they should bounce back easily in this game and, and convincingly put away against the lead side that have won just three of their opening 15 games. I'm not overly convinced on Leeds, but I do sort of agree with your sentiment, Pete, that they're slightly better than their, their form and what they're currently projecting. So, 
everything's telling me to bat Leeds plus one and a half AP. I just can't do it. Next up, we've got uh, Liverpool against Aston Villa. Liverpool have won uh, both the recent matches and the, the Lions move from minus one and three quarters to, to minus two now. Uh, home to mid-table size, their record reads 1-8, drawn one, lost one uh, with four or more, uh, uh, sorry, four games of the eight being won by three or more. Away at Wolves, Villa away at top six sides, one three drawn, not lost seven of which five of the seven defeats were by three or more goals. Come off a very good two one victory at home to Leicester. Liverpool, they've won their last four. They're in some good form at the moment, and and they've played well as well in the Champions League. Villa won three of the last four, so Gerrard is certainly having some effect. Top six against mid table sides, two hundred thirty matches. 62 times the home side have won by uh, three or more, 50 by two and 118 uh, the away side cover. I'm very close to going with Villa plus two here, but but it's just shy. I wouldn't dissuade anybody from backing Villa plus two goals. No, and again, this is another game where I'm going to bottle it, Pete, because... I said I really lean towards Villa plus one and three quarters, getting that extra quarter of a goal from one and a half to one and three quarters. It's now shifted a further quarter goal, and I'm still just going to sort of fall short of pulling the trigger. I don't really believe too much in sentiment in football, Pete, these days, but this will be an emotional game for Steven Gerrard and the Liverpool fans. And, I'm not convinced, as long as Liverpool win this game, Pete, I'm not convinced that the Liverpool fans will want to see Jurgen Klopp's team run up the score here, are you? No, no. I think they'd be quite happy just to sneak, not sneak, but gain a comfortable win, get the three points, but sort of, you know, not rub it into Gerrard. So... Definitely, I think this could be a strange game and we're talking about load management. They've played in midweek. They've got a busy Christmas period coming up, Liverpool. If they do get in the lead, and this counts for all of the big teams this week, are they really going to start to really put the foot down and try and win by two and three goals? Or are they going to be a little bit sensible and think of the future? I think it's probably going to be the latter. So, yeah, again, I just can't, I just can't back Villa, but I certainly wouldn't be siding with Liverpool. Norwich, Man United next. Uh, Man United won this fixture last season. Norwich at home to top six sides. I'm just going to get this up just a sec. Let me just have a look. Oh, the Lions, the Lions plus one and a quarter now, right? Uh, Norwich at home to top six sides. One, two, drawn three, lost one. That's not a bad record, really, when you consider Norwich's position. Got off a 3 0 defeat away at Spurs. Man United died it away at bottom six sides. One, six, drawn two, lost two, with uh, two of the six. Um, Victories coming by uh, two or more goals. Uh, they're coming for a 1-0 victory home to Palace. Norwich, they've lost just one of their last four, so they're in good sub-form. United only won one of their last four away. Bottom six against top six, 182 matches, 71 uh, times the uh, home side of one, uh, sorry, 61 times the away side of one by two or more goals, 50 times they've won by one, the home side of either drawn or won, 71 of those. My ratings were suggesting some value, Manchester United minus one. Now, no value in the line. Well, the key to me in this game, Pete, is can Norwich find a way to score? We've seen how poor they've been in front of goal throughout the course of this season. And last week in um, Mr Ragnick's, or however you pronounce it, first game, we saw United effectively stop 
counter-attacks when they play Crystal Palace. And that's where they've been weak so far this season, United. They've been caught out by not even the good sides, even the poor sides counter-attacking on them. But even within a, a couple of training sessions, they seem to have certainly slightly adapted the tactics and are much more difficult to break on. I don't see Norwich scoring in this game, Pete. I think you can get seven to one with Bet three six five and Bet three and Bet Victor on Manchester United to win two nil. I think that might be a decent sort of value play because I see United more than likely covering this line under the new boss. And I think for Norwich, Pete, I think it's going to be a long, hard season because after a brief bounce under Dean Smith. I think we're showing the seeing the true colours now. So yeah, I'll take United if forced on the handicap as well. Right, this game is crazy. Brighton against Spurs. Um, recent head heads: uh, Brighton have won two. There's been one draw. Spurs have won one. At home to top six sides: one, two, drawn three, lost five. Not bad showing against the better sides there. They come off a one-old draw away at Southampton. Spurs away at mid-table sides. Not great, really. 1-1, one, one, draw four, lost five, come off a 3-0 victory at home to Norwich. Brighton uh, have not won in 10. one nought, drawn eight, lost two. Spurs, bit of form coming about. They've won their last three. Um, when we look at the last uh, 224 matches over the last five seasons, when um, mid-table have hosted top six, 59 home wins, 51 draws, 114 away wins. I thought when the line opened at scratch, Spurs were value. Spurs plus a half a goal is sheer madness. But there is this COVID situation where we're 13, is it 13 of the players have tested positive? I, I, the, the value is too good to be true. So it's 13 positive tests, Pete. Yeah. Eight, eight players, five members of staff. Now, we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, Spurs play Thursday night, don't they? Yes. So you, don't, you won't need to be Inspector Clouseau <clears throat> come the time that the, the team lineup is announced on Thursday night to try and work out which of those players have, you know, are out with COVID. At the moment, we don't know. But looking at the betting markets, you would sus- suspect that it's some or at least a couple of the first choice players, maybe more. Because if these are all fringe, sort of reserve team players, Pete, that wouldn't have shifted this line. So it's moved to a half. Now, can we see Conte? I mean, he's he's raging out in the media today, I believe, about being forced to play or whatever, um, you know, and all of this. Now, will they use this as siege mentality? Again, we'll find out a little bit more um, when they play on Thursday night as to how they're going to react. Brighton haven't won any of the last 10 games, Pete? No, I... I, I think, you you know, I'm going to say, you know, bet plus half a goal at this moment, I wouldn't say would be the worst moves, though. Well, where's it going to go? Because if we... So, effectively, what we said is clearly inside information out there that know that who these players are. That, that's that's the nature of the world. World will get out. People send messages, you know. So this line is where it should be. Now, if more players for Spurs get ruled out, the game will be postponed. So you, I don't, I don't think you'll get to a, a stage where the line goes to plus three quarters. 
and maybe some of the rumours about the players who are affected aren't true. And at, and at the end of the day, you'll, you'll have the best of the line at the moment if you back Spurs plus a half. I'm not convinced. A team of Spurs' stature, playing a team like Brighton, even with a few players out, given the fact that Brighton have, lost, have not won any of the last 10, I think the line's stupid. But that doesn't mean to say I'm going to fall into that trap of betting it. Because if I do, and it loses, even if it's a freak loss, you know, not to, anything to do with COVID, just a bad refereeing decision, anything, I'll be cursing myself for betting it. If you're going to bet this game, though, it's definitely Spurs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. To be quite honest, I, I, I think, I think, I think it's a. The problem is, it looks it's too good to be true, isn't it? Yeah, that's the I problem. Mean, apparently, they've uh, just reading the the comments today that one one player has trained today, and then has received a positive result this afternoon back. So, who knows? They're not going to get more players available. It's only going to reduce the pool of players. You know, there's a, yes. there's a significant chance the game could be called off. But like I say, I, I don't think they're not going to con- they're not going to continue losing players because at some point they'll they'll breach the limit and the game will get postponed. So it's not going to get any higher this line. No. So grab it now no. if you like it. Uh, Burnley West Ham next. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I tell you what, I'm, I'm. I'm checking the lines as we're going on here. <laughs> it just changes so quickly, doesn't it? Burnley against West Ham. Uh, recent heads, heads. Burnley one two. West Ham are one two. Um, and there's been one draw at home to top six sides. We know what Burnley are like. One one drawn two lost seven. Come off a one nil defeat away at Newcastle. Disappointing that was result for Burnley. I thought West Ham away at bottom six sides. One seven drawn two lost one. Very good return there. Come off a three two victory at home to Chelsea. Burnley they've only lost one of their last six. That was their last defeat. You know at, at, at their last match away at Newcastle. West Ham. They've lost their last two away. Bottom six against top six, 182 matches, uh, 71 times the home side covered the handicap, 111 the away side. I don't see any real value in the line here, which is a testament to how well West Ham have been playing. Definitely. And I'm getting slow in my old age, Pete, because this goal line opened at two and three quarters. And by the time I'd sort of worked out the stats and was about ready to place a bet, it had already moved to two and a half. I mean, under two and a half goals have gone 58 and 43. So effectively sort of 58% in the last 101 games at Turf Moor. Only 17 of those games had seen four or more goals. So why this goal line opened at two and three quarters, I have no idea. Burnley have won four of the last 10 meetings of the sides though. So, you know, back in Burnley, uh, approaching three to one, in a game that they win 40% of the time. Is that madness? No, I don't think it is. But as you quite rightly say, West Ham are in such good form. They Great win for them last weekend against Chelsea. You bet against... I can't believe I'm saying this, Pete. You bet against West Ham at your peril these days, even at these lines that historically you would class as being absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, it would be a good game. 
Leicester Newcastle next. Uh, Leicester have won one. Uh, Newcastle won three. Though. So Newcastle have done very well uh, when visiting Leicester. Uh, Leicester owns the bottom six sides, one six drawn, two lost two, of which all six of the victories were by two or more goals. They're coming off a two one defeat away at Villa. Newcastle away at mid table sides, one one drawn, four lost five. Four of the five defeats were by two or more goals. Come off of the one nil uh, victory at home to Burnley. That was their first win of the season, Newcastle. Leicester, they've lost two of their last three. Mid-table against bottom six ties, 245 matches, when the handicap's minus one. Home side have covered it 71 times. There's been 62 pushes and 112 away wins. No value in the line here. And I, I wouldn't know which way this would go in truth. Is that off of one, Pete? Yeah. Because this line's bounced back and forth about 50 billion times in the last day or so it's actually oh, minus three quarters yes, at the moment yeah yeah that 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 would suggest some small value well, well well let me just just let me just drag that up now only one leicester peter yeah it looks like it i mean yeah i'd say so just a little bit yes i know i know what you're saying but this is a foxes team that have only won 12 of 26 at home since the beginning of last season so to side with them to win any game by two or more goals is a real big risk for me. But Newcastle, away to top six finishing sides, and that's what Leicester have been over the last couple of years. You're not going to write them off completely. Won two of 22. And it's not even like they are able to get points in the other games. Two, zero and 20, away to top six finishing sides over the last few seasons. I mean, who could back Newcastle sort of not receiving at least a full goal with those stats behind them. Yes, they got that win last time out against Burnley, but we all know Burnley's frailties in front of goal. This Leicester side have got far more attacking threat. Now it's sort of minus three quarters. It did open minus one. I think you have to lean to the home side, but it's with no real conviction. Next up, Palace against Everton. Recent net heads, Palace have won naught. There's been three draws. Everton have won two. Home to mid-table size, Palace's record reads 1-5, drawn two, lost three. Go for 1-0 defeat away at Man United. Everton away at mid-table sides, 1-4, drawn one, lost five. Come for 2-1 victory at home to Arsenal. Palace lost... One win in nine. <laughs> mid-table against mid-table, 318 matches over the last uh, five seasons, 139 home wins, 86 draws, 93 away wins. My ratings are suggesting value uh, Everton, but I, I, I'm not going to play that. Well, I'm surprised, Pete, that that comeback win against Arsenal on Monday night hasn't shifted this line, actually. I thought this game might go off scratch, to be honest. Palace have been remained strong favourites, so... That is a bit of a surprise for me. And maybe it's the fact that Everton just seemed to be conceding too many goals for me. You know, to take them plus just a quarter goal away from home. And we forget sort of how difficult Palace is as a venue for away teams to go to, unless you're the real top sides. It, it has a really good atmosphere. Half four kick off this one. So the lights will be on all the way through the game. It'll be a great atmosphere. I can't believe I'm going to say this, Pete. Palace at home to a, 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 an average to decent side. I think Palace is the side to take here, minus a quarter of a goal. Am I going to bet it? No, I'm not. But I certainly wouldn't be backing this Everton side who can, oh, is it 25 times they've conceded in 15 games? 
that's far too many for me to back them receiving just a quarter of a goal. So, yeah, Palace or pass for me in this one. Right, let's have a look at it then. Uh, I'm going to go Wolves plus two goals away at Manchester City and Leeds plus one and a half uh, away at Chelsea. Uh, if the, if anything, if if I didn't know anything about Spurs plus a half at Brighton, but is this too good to be true, that one? Yeah, I'm tempted with Conte's COVID warriors, but I'm going to stay away, mate. I'm just going to have the one bet this weekend. Brentford v Watford. Let's hope for a really boring game to start the weekend off, folks. We're going to take the under two and a half goals. Right then, we shall be back. Uh, well, we've got two podcasts next week, so we'll be back uh, early next week. And uh, good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.